Welcome to the 9642 Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number 9. And this is The Fool. Hello, everyone. And this is our special America. Fuck yeah. Edition. Woo! Uh, where we talk about the NFL and the Super Bowl, which is in a six days time on New Zealand time, February the 8th, around mi- starting around midday. Yep. Nice public holiday for us. All afternoon to watch it if we can. Yeah. And it's a good experience like uh, to all our New Zealand listeners who have been thinking about potentially following uh, the Super Bowl or like getting into it. You know, it's fun because, you know, even the ads are fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, it's literally, like, uh, a really enjoyable afternoon. Um, If you watch it with people who are experienced, they can kind of explain the rules to you. Just to remind all our listeners, uh, novices in the game and, like, people who have watched it for years, this this year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl 55, is going to be held in Tampa Bay. And for the first time in the history of the Super Bowl, we have a home team. In the Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, the Buccaneers. Led by Tom Brady, who uh, has individually got the most number of Super Bowl rings <laughs> of any player. Um, he has as many yeah. rings as the Pittsburgh Steelers put to- uh, with all their championships put together. <laughs> he famously switched, left New England, and has joined a new team uh, led by his new coach, Bruce Arians. And on the other side, we have the defending Super Bowl champions and current AFC champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, led by uh, the defending Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes, the second. He's so good, they made him twice. (laughs) They're so good, he made him twice. I think this is going to be... This is almost the Super Bowl of two of the greatest uh, Mm. quarterbacks there are. I mean... yeah, Tom especially Brady's in terms never, of talent. Yeah, I mean, you can't doubt Tom Brady's absolutely brilliant. As they say, how many Super Bowl wins he's got. He left New yep. England and went to a new club and basically was like, yeah, I'm so good, I take them to the Super Bowl straight away. Yeah, yeah. and just to give an idea to people who don't know much about the NFL, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were basically irrelevant for most of their history. They've won one Super Bowl in the 2000 I want to say if my memory serves me correctly and after that um, and even then it was under some really weird circumstances uh, which we can get into Um, but yes they basically swapped coaches with the team they faced in the Super Bowl and (laughs) their coach knew all the offensive tactics (laughs) of the other team which yeah that is it ended really badly weird. for the the then Oakland Raiders. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, since then, uh, Bucks Nation um, have not had much to celebrate. Uh, Tom Brady has basically made them relevant again. TB12. Um, yeah. Tampa Bay, as they call it now. Yeah, and you say on the other side, it's Mahomes, and if there's any doubting his yeah. greatness over the last couple of years. I, I don't know anyone who does. I mean, you just watch yeah. him play, and you're like, this guy, you don't need to know much about the NFL to know that he is 
ridiculously good. He's a freak athlete. Um, just to give you an idea, Patrick Mahomes was also drafted uh, by the Detroit Tigers baseball team because he also oh. played baseball in college along with football. Um, his father is a former uh, Major League Baseball pitcher, so he's got really, really good mechanics when it comes to throwing yeah, yeah. and running and body motions. So he's had probably some of the best coaches helping him develop that uh, growing up. In college, he scored a lot of points, but he went to one of those schools where you end up scoring a lot of points. You become their quarterback, so nobody gave him much of a... Nobody thought much about him until he was drafted by the Chiefs in 2017. He played one game in his debut season because he was learning from veteran quarterback Alex Smith. And then in his first full season, he was the MVP of the NFL. Yeah. So uh, over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, and I believe from the top of my head, only 10 interceptions, uh, which is ridiculous. That's one of the greatest seasons of all time. Yeah. And the last time he faced Tom Brady in a championship game was for the AFC Championship in 2017, that the year he was MVP. The game went into overtime, and Tom Brady's, uh, the New England Patriots, won the toss and scored, and he never got to to reply. <laughs> yes. And even even in that game, um, they only got into that position by some very poor, shall we say, clock management by Andy Reid, his coach. Mm. Uh, but they learned from their mistakes, and the season after, they went to the big dance and they won, um, which yeah. was actually Kansas City's first, uh, second Super Bowl in their history. Like where they waited 50 years to win a Super Bowl, yeah. win their second Super Bowl. So a long Super Bowl drought for them. Though they have always kind of been a competitive team, Kansas City. They're not, like I said, irrelevant <laughs> the way um, Tampa Bay has mostly been throughout their history. And this year, uh, Kansas City did actually play uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, coincidentally, because of the way the NFL schedules work, um, you only play a team in your opposite conference maybe once every four years. Just so happened this year, uh, Tom Brady moved to Tampa Bay uh, and Mahomes Chiefs played them and the rest of that AFC West played them. Yes, just to give you an idea what happened last time they played, um, the Chiefs scored 28 points in the first uh, 10 minutes of that game. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes had a monster of a game, as did his offensive weapons. Though Tampa uh, Bay's form had changed rapidly after that game, and arguably after the second half of that game, where they eventually kind of made it close on paper, shall we say. Though it was never really close. Uh, anyone who was watching could tell the Chiefs okay. were going to win. Oh, just looking yeah. back at the score, and the score yeah. ended up being 27-24, yeah. which is pretty close in the end. So that's yeah, a, a, and this is what Tom Brady is famous for. He can make you, and he Brady, can come so. back, and he can score, yeah. uh, uh, score game-winning drives in the fourth quarter. So to lead up to this game, both the uh, mm -hmm. uh, Tom Brady played against the Green Bay Packers, a game which me and the fool watched uh, while working. <coughs> <laughs> oh yes. Well, that's actually the useful thing about following NFL is that they um yeah, it is fairly easy to watch and 
do work at the same time. That is true. It's much like test cricket. I think what was impressive about that game for me, like Tom Brady had three interceptions in the uh, in that game in the third quarter, um, but he never kind of lost his cool. He kept poised. He he like trusted his teammates, and I think that's one of the no. things. Like it's to me, a clutch player isn't somebody who like you know doesn't make a mistake when they have to make a shot. They might make a mistake and make that shot, but they just shake it off and then move on and do it again because they just trust their teammates to come in and help them. Yeah, yeah. And like they know that they're gonna lift, the team is gonna lift around them. Like that's the sort of confidence they have. Yeah, I think a bit of it is like he trusted his processes, his decision making. He may have, may have not executed it as well as he liked on a couple of occasions, and it led to interceptions. But he knew that yep. the the option he was taking was probably the right one, or maybe it was it was close to the right one. I think one of them, if I remember, there was an interception which was a throw to a completely covered player and it's like maybe that was a bad choice but you know he he learned from that as well and i think that that showed like as you say there's no one better really at closing out a game either you need to get those points and he needs the game winning drive and he will find that drive all the way or as shown in this game you need to wind down the clock and you know i think he he pretty much saw out close to a minute of game time um, at the end there, maybe yes. two minutes Oh no, it was a two minute warning. They got it. And he just ground it down and then give it another shot. Which is exactly what you need uh, to win the knockout games of the NFL season, the playoff games. Um, on the flip side of that, the Kansas City Chiefs did something that we're all quite used to now. They fell behind 9-0 in like the first, uh, I want to say, 7-8 minutes of the game to the Buffalo Bills. Um, some really bad mistakes. Yeah, and this is where I think uh, Patrick Mahomes has shown his class. Um, so during the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defense, who are quite underrated, I think, managed to stop Buffalo from scoring and... The Buffalo Bills kicked the ball, uh, punted the ball away, and their specials dropped the ball and fumbled it, and Bills recovered, which they then converted into a touchdown. Um, but the player who fumbled, uh, Patrick Mahomes, made specifically made the point to go up to him and said, "Look, it's fine, it, uh, it's happened, but you're going to have a great game, and I am going to look for you when you're on the offense." And he threw two touchdowns to him. And so that's the sort of leadership that uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes brings to the team. Like, he is not afraid to put the team on his back. Not that he often has to, because he's just got such a talented array of players, especially on the offensive side of the football. Um, but he he's happy to put them on his back and take them through. And just to give an idea to people who are new watching the NFL for the first time this season. Last season, the he managed to come back from, I believe, a 24-point deficit against the Houston Texans, uh, in, which literally, it was a 24-point yeah. deficit, and by halftime, the Kansas City Chiefs were in the lead um, of that game. And, the, and then in the Super Bowl, yeah. they were famously 10, 10 points behind, and they came back and won that game too. They were 10 points behind against the tight Tennessee Titans and won that game. So the Kansas City Chiefs are not afraid to go behind. They have the 
player who can help them catch up. And, and last year, yeah, that comeback in Super Bowl, I did yes. watch the end of that, and it was definitely all my arms. Like, yeah. he picked it up and was like, I'm not losing this game. And he found a way each time to pick the yards needed to pick the past and do yeah, something I mean, to get stuff out of his teammates. Uh, he was just, he was not taking no for an answer. Or at least wasn't going to be left wondering if there was something else to be have been done. He was throwing everything he could. Absolutely. And what was impressive about that win against Buffalo, like after that first touchdown, Buffalo just never had a sniff again. Like Patrick Mahomes just took the game away from them and apparently had a bit of turf toe. I mean, I thought he moved pretty fine. Yeah. If he was, he had a decent amount of rushing yards that game. <laughs> so if that's what an injured Mahomes can do to, and Buffalo yeah, yeah. Bills were not a bad team. Um, they were the third seed in the AFC solid team um with a uh, good uh, you know with good players all even though probably not the best defense this year um unlike previous years where they were stout more stout in their defense i want to say still pretty good defense this year i think they had they weren't they were fairly high up on or low on points conceded I, I think they were the 24th ranked defense this season out of 32 teams uh, not by points, but just like how they, what they do in clutch moments, sort of thing, like how they measure it. Oh, that, yeah. We have focused on the quarterbacks, yeah. and that's fine because it's a quarterbacks game, and offense gets all the glory. But yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I think, if if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the Super Bowl, I believe that one of their defensive players are going to be Super Bowl MVP. Um, their defense has been ferocious at sacking quarterbacks, just getting... Aaron Rodgers got sacked four times. Yeah, and I was going to say, the, the, the conference champs last week showed, showed mm. the Buccaneers defensive prowess like yeah. the defense won that game for yeah. the buccaneers like uh, they basically bailed brady out three times in a row yeah and yeah definitely let's not get uh like yes the tampa bay secondary is okay and mahomes can throw deep or go short but if he has lost both his uh left and right tackle to who are who are you know in the offensive line, um, for football novices, basically the offensive yeah. line are there to keep defenders away from the quarterback. And the three premier positions in football, the guys who earn the big bucks, number one, obviously the quarterback. Number two is what they call a pass rusher on the defensive side of the ball. Their job is to go and sack the quarterback or stop him from, uh, or make generate a mistake out of yeah. him. And the third most imp uh, most premier position is what they call the left tackle um, unless you're one of those rare teams who have a left-handed quarterback in which case it's your right tackle but your the left tackle basically protects the blind side of the quarterback if you've watched the movie the blind side that's exactly what they mean um, so a pass rusher tries to go out of the uh, the corner of the uh, the quarterback's eye where they can't see them and then try and sneak in and get a uh, sack them, usually. That is the goal. So Tampa Bay's uh, pass rush uh, have been rated the fourth best in the league, so they're very, very good. Um, and their secondary are not bad. Um, they're not the best. In fact, I think the Kansas City Chiefs secondary, who, um, so it's again to explain that, 
to our new listeners. Second, the secondary are the people uh, behind the defense who are there to stop the catchers of the ball. If that makes sense, they're out there to to cover the wingers, uh, the wide ref- uh, the wide receivers, I should say, rather than wingers or tight ends who are running in to catch the ball. They're there to try uh, try and intercept, or more often than not, just try and cover them tackle them what makes patrick mahomes so deadly yeah. is he's one of those players who have the run speed to not be as reliant on his offensive line if he sees things are going south he's happy to run around and run away from pass rushers he has the speed and athleticism to shake them off a lot of times and he has actually made pinpoint cannonball throws while getting tackled uh, in championship games and in the Super Bowl before. Yeah. So this is... <laughs> so to pass... Getting to the quarterback is not necessarily going to be enough for Tampa Bay to stop Mahomes. Um, obviously, unless he gets injured, that's a different story no. altogether. Yeah, well, exactly. And you said, shown before, that just because you get in you know, past the, the tacklers... For the offensive line for the um, Kansas City doesn't mean you get Mahomes. Mahomes is yes. plenty quick enough to get away from you, and plenty aware enough to know where his blind spots are and who's and, where. Yeah, exactly. And his and his runners, the catchers, have so much faith in him. They just keep running their route. They just keep getting into the position that because they just expect their quarterback to give them that throw, and he does nine times out of ten. And as shown against the Bills, the other thing is that that offensive line for the Chiefs have good option taking and they if you know we know Mahomes can throw deep and they run deep if the defense secondary covers deep through then someone runs short and they just play the short game and are perfectly yes. happy playing that until you until the defensive line comes up and then gives them the deep line shot again so the Chiefs defense is very difficult to stop when they have all their players healthy um yeah which and also if the uh, the only weakness their offense is facing is in that offensive line to protect uh, the to, uh, to provide the blocking. But last year the Kansas City, City Chiefs did not have a single. Uh, uh, did, they didn't really have a running game. They didn't have any running backs who. So the running back is usually the guy who's behind the quarterback. Who when the quarterback passes it to him, he'll go and carry it for carry it through a gap and try and get some yardage. Yeah, uh, to get that first down and like they'll also try obviously to uh, run and if they are able to they'll run on for even more yardage if yeah. need be but that's a um, but this year uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have Le'Veon Bell who is also a running back who can catch which is very useful and they got the rookie Clyde's Edward Hilaire who came back from injury last uh, a couple of weeks ago against the Bills but he still scored a touchdown mm. um like easy as you do, like the offensive line just basically opened a gap for him to go through and <laughs> run in. Nobody could even touch him. Um, but he's quick, he's powerful, he's young. Um, so this is basically an even more unfair version of the Chiefs' offense the, from but last year. They actually like have more options and are better this year. Yeah. So I remember last year the running option was Mahomes, wasn't it? Like they. More or less, yeah. yeah. I mean, they had runners, but they the runners were there basically for the short yards. They weren't there to, uh, they weren't able to get like any long yardage. Uh, like you know, sometimes you need your run, uh, you know, your running backs to get you like 60, 70 yards a game to, which will make all the difference for you. But you know, yeah. they just didn't have a running back like that, but they do now. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
I know, yeah, Mahomes isn't the same as Lamar Jackson, who is the, <laughs> the running, the running is yeah. all running backs, but is actually a quarterback. He's more than capable of getting the rush yards needed himself, of course, which is what makes the Chiefs so difficult, because when you're covering his weapons, do you how do you cover him? Because if yeah. you're staying in the zone, protecting against, like, in earlier this season against the Baltimore Ravens, who are a very good defensive team and one of the best teams in the league, um, Patrick Mahomes even managed to throw a pass to his left tackle, who ran up and <laughs> caught a ball. Because <laughs> they decided he'd be an eligible catcher that that particular play. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice touch because he's just go, gone and said, "Yep, uh, I'll, I'll give you a receiving tidy. Why not?" Why not? Uh, <laughs> oh dear. That's the sort of thing that the Kansas City Chiefs can do with their offense, and they have probably got the best offensive coach in the league, and probably the second best offensive coach in the league is with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> um, now, just a bit to, about the coaches. So. For, like to me football's always a game that's played by the coaches really like most of the tactical and strategic thinking goes on there yeah. and they just tell their players what to do like i've heard it described as chess with imperfect pieces by a lot of people i've heard that before it may have been you but yeah. <laughs> so andy reed has been in the league for a long time um he's gone to the super bowl obviously won with the kansas city chiefs and he was the coach of the philadelphia eagles for 12 years, I want to say, and he took them to the Super Bowl as well. Mm. He's taken two different teams to the Super Bowl, which is not easy to do. Uh, his opposite number, Bruce Arians, this is his first time as a head coach. He's been in the league forever as an offensive coordinator, um, and he has won, I want to say, two rings, one with the Pittsburgh Steelers and one with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, part of you people are going to go, yes, he used to be the offensive coordinator of Peyton Manning, who's probably the second most accomplished QB after Tom Brady in the history yes. of the NFL and the and B Big Ben Roethlisberger from the Steelers who's basically another Hall of Famer so um, I believe he's got he's won two rings with the Steelers and a single ring with uh, the Colts um, and then he worked with the, in the Cincinnati Bengals and let and that team also went to the playoffs and the Cincinnati Bengals are not a good team his motto is no risk it, no biscuit. And he's famous and he's also apparently famous for calling everybody babe. So it's like he goes on to the, the like there's a great sports podcast guy named Pat McAfee who used to be a punter for the Indianapolis Colts and he knew Bruce Arians quite well when Bruce Arians used to be the offensive coordinator for the Colts and apparently every day he'd show up and Bruce Arians would be like, hey babe, how you doing? And <laughs> so he's one of those guys. Yeah. Pat and yeah, he's, they're both very eccentric figures and so it's, uh, it's what makes this game even more interesting. Going into it, uh, who do you like? I like, I sort of like both. I think I'd stick with the Chiefs. 
I I I am it's a hard to look past the Chiefs, isn't yeah. it? Like I have become so a fair good. weather fan of the Chiefs. I'll admit that last the last couple of years. You mean a fair weather fan of Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like it's just <laughs> been he's so so pretty to watch. It's so good. Like it's it's easy to watch the Chiefs because he's just yeah. so good that you just watch it and you just like yeah, I can see that he's awesome. So it's you don't have to worry too much about exactly what's going on because you can just know that whatever he's done is probably the right thing. That's what he just did. Yeah. That's what he was meant to that is what you should do in that exact situation every time. More or less. But at the same time, like Tom Brady is a Tom Brady's a legend and is pretty much the same, so and it'd be pretty cool mm. him coming to New England, coming to the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay being an actual yeah. home team Super Bowl participant and winning, that is just so much of a legend, it's not funny. So like it's both of them winning is an amazing story. Chiefs back to back. Mahomes just Absolutely. destroying everybody year on year, basically for two years in a row. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's all going to be very interesting. Just to give you a bit of an idea, like, I, one of the first Super Bowls I've ever watched was Tom Brady's right. first Super Bowl. And I remember a time when the New England Patriots were actually a laughing stock. They were like the Cleveland Indians or the um, the English cricket team of the 90s. You know, back yeah, yeah, not, no, not no, now the English, the English cricket team are world champions, but you know, back in the 90s, mid 90s. Yeah. We used to talk about the English cricket team in, in both formats. But yes, that's how the New England Patriots were. And like, yes, they'd made a couple of Super Bowls, but they've obviously never won. And people just like, yeah, this team will never win. And now they have six rings. They've basically turned their fortunes around this millennium and it's crazy to think because tom brady was the 199th pick yeah. of his draft so, so he's a sixth round pick so he was ignored five rounds in a row before and and he was the backup in his year and basically it's one of those great what-if stories of the nfl because the new england patriots had a very good quarterback by the name of drew bledsoe and Probably in that first year, Bill Belichick, the coach of the New England Patriots, would have still won with Drew Bledsoe in, uh, in the Super Bowl just because he had executed a really clever plan to win that game. So Drew Bledsoe famously got injured in a game against the New York Giants, and that's when Tom Brady came in, and he basically never stopped because he won the starting position and just <laughs> won from then on. But don't feel too bad for Drew Bledsoe. He's got two Super Bowl rings thanks to Tom Brady. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But Tom, since then, obviously, he's won uh, six rings. I never want to bet against Tom Brady. I mean, sure, he's 43 years old, and people have been predicting his demise yeah. for so long. Like, he wants to play till he's 45, but he's also recently come out that if he does win, he might play longer. So it's crazy to think he might be the second quarterback to play into his 50s yeah, in the NFL. That would be crazy. That, that's like unheard of in professionals. Even in the modern era with yeah, all yeah. the sports science just... and it's just crazy and it would be a great yeah. achievement obviously if he did manage to play that long. Like when Tom Brady does retire, I obviously want to see him retire yeah. on his own terms and you know, at the top blah blah blah, like winning like cuz that's what he deserves. I mean, I wouldn't mind if he still played at a high level and just, you know, and kept playing till his 50s, like, it would just be something cool to watch. So, and just to, as a comparison, in the world of uh, association football, or soccer, as we like to call it, um, there is the great Sir Stanley Matthews, uh, retired at 70, 
from playing competitive for football. He, his last game in the top tier English football was in his mid 50s, and then he went and played in Cyprus for another 20 years. Um, and he then said that he retired too early, very famously. And very famously, when he was 31, he signed for Blackpool and then ended up playing for them for another uh, 10 years. And the manager had asked him, do you think you have three seasons in you when he first signed? <laughs> then uh, the great Billy Wright from Wolves, who our good friend Warsong, if he's hearing, might uh, know him. Wolves legend, Billy Wright, played till he was yeah. in his 50s as well. And Manchester United and Manchester City legend, Billy Meredith played into his 50s uh, for both clubs. So he's played uh, 15 years for Man United and on either side, he played a decade for City, <laughs> which is crazy <laughs> when you think that he went into Manchester United in his uh, <laughs> early 30s. That is crazy to think of, really. I believe he won the league with City once and then he won the league with Manchester United twice. But yeah, legend of the game. Um, also founded the Players Union. All right, yeah, well... Uh, Mr. Factoid, and like rightfully, he's in the English Hall of Fame for football. <laughs> but yeah, that's super rare. Like in recent memory, who can we think of who's even played into their 40s? Like high-level athlete. Yeah. There's Ryan Giggs, and Ryan Giggs towards the end of his career was basically playing 30 minutes yeah, a game, yeah. if that, and not all games in the season. I'm not taking anything away. The great Paulo Maldini played till his 40s, and as a starter, which is like really yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, right back, uh, but and like yeah, goalkeepers. No, but we don't count goalkeepers. Like, yeah. You're right. That sort of does deserve a slightly different stat because it is is slightly different, yeah. and they can play longer, but still like still For a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's impressive. Don't get me wrong. I am not taking anything away from no. goalkeepers, and like as you know, my favorite yeah. players are goalkeepers in football anyway. But uh, it's different, like especially from back in the day, a goalkeeper could play well into their mid forties. It wasn't uncommon. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing is that it's not as it's not as rare. It's a bit more common yeah. for goalkeepers to have played into their say into their early forties. Yeah, and outside the world of like the football codes. The only other player I can think of the top of my head is Sidney Barnes uh, from England, who at the age of 57 was brought back into the England team um, after England were 2-0 down in the Ashes and then won three test matches in a row for England. Got something like 20 wickets Wow, for them over three games. Sidney Barnes, just as a side note, averages something like seven and a half wickets a game in his, te in his test career. Over, I believe, thirty odd games, which is like from back in those yeah, days was a long that's career. A, that's a pretty good um, average number of wickets a game, really. Yeah, so like he has yeah, one hundred and eighty-seven wickets. That is so good. The only other player with that level of uh, strike rate, like in terms of wickets per game, is uh, Australian leg spinning legend um, Clary Grimmett, who's born in New wickets. Zealand and <laughs> who has. He has 240, uh, 36 wickets, I want to say, from 36 yeah, yeah. games or something like that, which is another phenomenal. And he yeah, started yeah. in his 30s playing for Australia. He played in for a decade yeah. into his 40s. But yeah, Tom Brady is like one of those players who's just like at the moment, people in the NFL are just saying he's you don't compare him to other quarterbacks or other football players anymore. He's in that pantheon of great yeah. American sportsmen like your Michael Jordans, your Babe Ruths, your Wayne Gretzky's. This is like your 
Tiger Woods is, you know, he's in that yes. conversation. Yes, yes. Kelly very, Slater's. He's, he's Tony Hawk's. deserves <laughs> to be named among those sort of names. Yeah. You're right, he's crazy good. And if anybody can make get the Buccaneers win, it'll be him. He'll just... I guess that's the, the thing, is the Chiefs' defense have got to shut down his options. Especially that secondary who have been playing very well. Um, yeah. The Chiefs have an underrated defense because, and to be honest, I think it's a lot of being a playing on the defensive side for Kansas City is quite easy because their goal is not to hold teams out as much as it, it is to generate mistakes and recover the ball from Mahomes. That's what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. So they will. They don't mind conceding points because Mahomes will cover for them. Yeah, yeah. They have that confidence. If they can generate two or three turnovers a game or stops in a game where it's like just a field goal, you know, the Chiefs will probably win. Yeah, exactly. That, that gives them a lot more confidence. They know that their offense is going to be scoring lots of points. So mm. say all they're going to do is give, give Mahomes a couple of extra chances or just stop somewhere and Mahomes is going to score. This. And Patrick Mahomes even uh, throws very few interceptions, much yeah. like Brady. Though yeah. this season has been atypical for Brady because he's been throwing more picks and a lot of those mm. picks have been become pick sixes, which is basically a pick that ends up being a touchdown yeah. right away. Because I think the lowest point in uh, Brady's uh, season was against the Chicago Bears where he lost count of how many downs there were. Oh no. Uh, he took a knee on the fourth down, not realizing, um, and at which point the Bears won. Um, but yeah, yeah that, like, obviously that was embarrassing, and there was a lot of adjusting needed to be done um, throughout the season. But then, like, this is the thing. This is why Tom Brady's season has been impressive. He didn't just come in and just win and not have challenges and have, like, this great, you know, unbeatable season. It took him time. He, like... Yeah. Learned about the other players. He learned their foibles and what works for them and what doesn't work. And he changed the culture because, you know, uh, Tampa Bay is not New England. It's not the winning culture that they have up there. And he no, had exactly. it's been a really impressive season. Um, on the other side, uh, Patrick Mahomes basically had an MVP season, except there was another guy named Aaron Rodgers around. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Chiefs only lost two games uh in the season. One of those was basically the last game of the regular season where they'd already gotten their first top seed, so they didn't need to win. And they duly lost that game, and they somehow lost to the Oakland Raiders, who basically just outscored Mahomes. One of the <laughs> few times that has happened. Um, but that, uh, that could happen in the Super Bowl. So yeah. I would not be surprised if this game becomes a shootout. Like basically a gunslinging competition between Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Either. But either way, I think it's going to be a great game. Both teams have like offensive-minded coaches, and both their teams' defenses try and rush the passer and mm. you know play aggressively. So while yes, it's effective at getting sacks, it also opens up opportunities to. It's like a team that defends on the press high. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like, going deep and you know doing the counter attack, um, so this could be a really really good high scoring Super Bowl game. Um, uh, just as a side note, Patrick Mahomes did play and lose in the highest scoring American football game in the NFL of all time. Mm. It was a 53-52 loss Ooh. against the uh, Los Angeles Rams in 
2017, that, that Los Angeles Ram team would go on to lose to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. Mm, yeah. Which was the sixth right that Tom Brady got. Yeah. On that note, I think look forward to seeing you all next time. And hopefully we'll catch you all. Yeah. We'll, we'll catch you next time.